It's episode 82 of the Improv London podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Moses, and this week's guest is John Paul Houghton. Hello, Stuart. You alright? Hello, John Paul. Hello, John Paul. How do I address you? Uh, yeah, I'm not fussed. So most people call me JP, right. which I just found because for some reason John Paul is a bit too confusing, but I'm used to being called whatever, so it's Right, fine, okay, honestly. fair enough. Uh, well, I will call you... I know you're talking to me, right? So yes. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's, the, that's a very important thing that you know that I'm addressing you and nobody else. Uh, we're once again, uh, I'm once again in the uh, grounds of St. Paul's uh, my, one of my very favourite favourite places to record uh, in Birmingham, and uh, you may be able to hear the rustle of autumnal leaves. Mm. <laughs> uh, I didn't add that in post. <laughs> uh, that is way too much um, effort. Uh, how are you? I'm all right. Um, I've just come out of watching uh, the Showstoppers Kids Show. Oh, um, how was that? That was good. Um, so. I've seen the showstoppers before and think they're amazing uh, for lots of reasons. Uh, and I went, oh, what will they do for the kids' show? So it's like it's interesting to see um, how obviously they're still the same people and still the same performers, but how they modified the show to get the audience involved. So there was like a lot more ask fors. I mean, the, the real the one thing I wrote in my notes as I was watching it was everything that the kids say because they only take offers from yeah. the kids in the audience was a yes. And then repeating it word for word. Wow. Not a, it uh, doesn't really fit with the theme of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, they know what's the, that's what they're signing up for. They yeah. know they're going to have a bit of a crazy show. Yeah. But um, it was just really, I know it's really simple, but it's really nice to see that. Yes. Product. So, yeah. Both the enthusiastic acceptance and then the repeating of it exactly and getting exactly yeah. what the kids have said. Because I, I think that's a thing, right? So, and I'm aware... You know when you're little, so if I think back to my, you asked what my name was, when I was eight or nine, I really would have cared if you got my name right or not, but after a while you just let go of that. But obviously in the, in the audience at Showstoppers, the kids, they will be upset if you say, oh, it's from Greenland, and they're like, no, Iceland. Yeah. And, and for us, it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. So we know what you mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. for them, that could be daddy. Yes. They, did, they did it wrong today. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's your memory of the show, so... I mean, I'm making that up, but... I, yeah. It was honouring the suggestion. It was really good. Yeah, I don't so. think that's a really useful thing. Both accepting the suggestion enthusiastically, even if you're not enthusiastic about it, and yeah, just getting the precision of you know repeating back exactly what it is. Yeah, great things to learn. And, you know, kids uh, kids notice everything, and they are um, a lot more discerning maybe than adults, and will also you know tell you they're an honest if, audience. They're an honest <laughs> audience. Yes. Uh, cool. Well, I'm glad. Uh, glad that was a good show. No, it's good, and I'll be seeing them again later because they're doing their. It's not an adult show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> burlesque special. Um, but um, yeah, they're doing another, they're doing two shows as part of the festival today. So yes. I'll see them both times. I'm waiting to hear whether I've got a ticket for that because I left it too late. Well, uh, non-podcast business. I know somebody who's selling a ticket, so ah. I might be able to connect you up. Right. Okay. So we'll sort that <laughs> we'll, out. We'll, we'll sort that stop the tape here and quickly sort. No, let's, let's finish the podcast okay. first. You'll be all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm torn. Um, okay, so um, you have a blog. Yes, um, I run a blog called MidlandsImprov.com, um, which I started about two years ago. Um, and it, it does two things. So it lists all of the uh, improv shows 
in the Midlands, so I'm in Birmingham, uh, but there's improv going on in Nottingham and Leicester, and there's stuff in Coventry, and oh, it, it's all around. Yeah. So it's like, well, I'm probably not going to go to those shows, but why not? I'm, I'm interested, and I know people in them. Yes. Um, so I'll take an interest. So there's that, and then the other thing I do is um, capture reviews. Right. Thing. So um, I'm very aware that there's lots of people, and I'm sure everybody who's in improv knows this, and when they you say improv, they either go, uh, yeah. or they go, oh yeah, whose line is it anyway? Yes. And it's like, well, there's a much bigger wall than that. Yes. And so I just want to capture, like, here's what happens at an improv show. So my reviews are not trying to be intelligent, you know, theatrical dissections of <laughs> the, the brilliance of whatever it's like this is what happens in a show yeah that you know that the, the, this is what the performers are doing this is what happened in the show i saw yes and this is what was enjoyable about it yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then my hope is that if somebody's thinking oh should we get to that thing tonight or not and they do a quick google or whatever they find it and go oh yeah it, it might not be terrible let's go and see. <laughs> like, because that's it it's a genuine it's very hard it, you know if you're doing so showstoppers are fine they've been working very hard for 10 years and they're brilliant but if you're doing a show above a pub yeah. or you've got a, you've got three dates and a small fringe theatre um, it's very hard to get the message out so yes. hopefully listings get the message out and then the reviews say and this is what it is brilliant so that, that's what's behind it that's cool and uh, the address is at midlandsimprov.com cool uh, so what has uh, doing the blog taught you? Um, that's a really good question. What has doing the blog taught me? Um, it's taught me that doing a blog is more effort than I thought it would be, <laughs> even if you do very little. Yes. So without sucking up to you, to hear that you're on episode 82 <laughs> of something, it's like, oh, that's just... The, I know there's a load of work, and so I'm, I'm not doing a lot for this blog right it's just occasionally writing some stuff down my reviews are short the listings I'm just looking at Facebook pages and googling and whatever um, and yet just to consistently produce something yes. that, like it's not week in week out but you know like regularly say oh well a monthly listing has to be done at least once a month yes you can't get around that <laughs> that would seem you can't that would really... seem the bare minimum of yeah it exactly you can't go well I, I did three months last month so I'll have this <laughs> month off um, and it's kind of a bit of a pain, but so what? Like that. It, so there's something around learning, not sticking with things, but like, oh yeah, even a small thing takes a lot of effort. Yeah. So I, I've performed in lots of shows. I've promoted a few things, but not very much. It just makes you think, oh, there's all this other stuff that goes on outside of the 60 minutes on stage. Yeah. There's, there's a whole world, and you know, this podcast is an example. There's a whole, there's all sorts. Yes. Um, what else have I learned from doing the blog? It's made, it's given me the excuse to go see people that I wouldn't normally. Yeah. Uh, not because I don't want to, but it's like, oh yeah, that's on every month. I'll see it whenever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But if it's like, oh, I haven't written a review for them yet, yes. so I'll try and go and see them. So it's actually made me a bit more connected to other improvisers yes. uh, in the area. Because, first of all, you've definitely seen their show, and then you know who they are. Yes. So if you do a workshop with them, or even after the show, you go, oh guys, that was great, I really liked blah, blah. Um, so it's probably connected me up a, a lot more with um, the, the, the other improvisers in and around Birmingham. Yeah, and I've, I found that doing the podcast. Um, it's a strange world that we live in where I feel more confident about 
approaching somebody and saying, can we have a chat about improv for an hour? Oh, and can I record it mm -hmm. and share it on the internet? Yeah. Then I would be just saying, oh, can we meet up and chat about improv? <laughs> what world we live in today? How did we get to this state of affairs? But adding the microphone and the recording in has made it easier? Is that yes, what you're saying? I'm yeah, I'm saying exactly okay. that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is odd. But there's a, there's a wider thing for me behind what you say, Stuart, which is um, all around when you know somebody else is an improviser, you're, I'm suddenly much more chilled out about them. <laughs> it's like, oh, they'll be cool. Like, there's, it's, it's not a great space for dickheads. Like, they, yes. they tend to get wheedled out. Yes. Um, uh, for various reasons. And, but it's like, so when you chat to somebody after the show, it's like, I'm sure this person's a really cool person. <laughs> and I just like, I have not, I'm far, not far too open, but it's like, I'm far too trusting of them. Like, yeah, here's my first bone child. Look after them. I have to be somewhere. <laughs> Um, but that's nice, right? That's another thing you don't yes. get in, if you like, real life. Yes. Um, it's it's a bit awkward to talk to somebody. Yes. But if I, you just go, oh, you're an improviser. I did some IT training, and we didn't stand in a circle, and we didn't play bunny bunny, <laughs> uh, or anything. We didn't share it's anything terrible. about our real lives. Yeah. Well, I did learn quite a lot about IT. <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh, I'd forgotten that workshops outside the world of improv aren't the same as the ones inside. Yeah. And there's the, um, you, it would be so hard, you need a great facilitator to introduce that into your next IT workshop. Someone says, right, we're going to stand in as a 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell me one true thing that happened to you yesterday. Yeah. People go, no, I'm going to shut this down. <laughs> I, have, uh, I do teach web design and occasionally I will do that. Ah, what's the experience of this? Uh, especially if somebody has joined the course late, because I do kind of warm-ups in the first week. Um, but if someone's joined late, I will just go around the room and ask everyone to share, you know, one, two thing that happened today. And yeah. Stress that it won't have to be interesting or anything. Just, you know, find out a bit about each other and their names. And one person went, I don't really see what this has to do with web design. And I'm like, well, nothing really, but it's just we're learning as a group. And then you've got to build group cohesion yeah. because otherwise we might as well all learn on our own, you know, anyway. Wow. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a, another thing, like you said, the group cohesion. Uh, I don't know, I was having a conversation years ago, you've reminded me of a conversation years ago from work where um, we were talking about teamwork. So the, the missive from us on high was sort of, you know, we want more teamwork. And I was like, I've been in some amazing teams and none of them have been in the workplace. Yeah. And they've all had that, like the genuine personal connection, not the, well, we'll do the one thing because somebody told us we've got to say the one true thing or whatever. And it's like oh you want the teamwork but you don't want to do the work yeah, to get there yeah, like you've yeah. got to do the like map like that we've talked about like just take the offer agree support you, know, you just want your what you want is a better result with yes. no effort yeah, yeah and a yeah. teamwork is you say yeah i'm going to support whatever the, that person has to say i yes. know i'm the boss but what you're saying is the right thing i'll back you up to the hill yeah so it's like but you're never going to get it no it's, so. it takes a lot of effort um what are your top tips for building a good team my top tips Wow, this has got very deep very quickly. <laughs> um, mm. So my experience has been that the uh, supporting, encouraging side of things is the important bit of building a team. Yeah. Um, so different people probably need different levels of... I, I'm sort of thinking of some of the workshops I've done yeah, yeah. where you know there's other people who are really doing that thing where they stand back and their eyes widen a bit and you go like oh you're not cool here you need, <laughs> you need a bit more time to be happy and, and chilled out so it's like 
So raising them up and saying, like, you know, we're all here together. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and that doesn't mean that you're necessarily all equal. You know, you might still have a leader or there still might be an agreed goal or plan or whatever else. Um, but that idea that everybody's contribution is valid. Yep. N- which isn't, there are no bad ideas. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Because patently there are bad ideas, but the yeah. uh, having the freedom to express the bad ideas and, you know... Yeah celebrate failure is yeah. something we don't get as often in the workplaces where you're really doing improv. So, um, so um, uh, I work as, a, as an actuary, uh, so I, I solve technical problems, maths type problems uh, in insurance. And our mindset, as, as a, our education and our experience is all around finding the problem, yes. uh, uh, diagnosing it, coming up with a solution and implementing it. So it's this is like lots of other technical jobs. It's not. It's not unique, unique yeah. to what I do. Uh, and mostly, what you're doing is negative. Like, right. not. It's not depressing or yeah, sad, yeah. but it's like let's rule stuff out. Right. Yes. Or will this solve it? No, because you haven't thought of this, this, and this. Yes. So you're 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 chipping away. If there's a block of marble and the answer's in there somewhere, you're chipping off stuff that doesn't look like the answer until you find the answer. Whereas all of the improv world in this metaphor that doesn't quite work is the other way around <laughs> yeah. where you, you start with like a, a, a stalactite and it builds up slowly over time you start going we've got nothing except this yes. how can we build on this so like you say even if you have the well that was a terrible suggestion for solving <laughs> the problem Stuart however what I liked about it was that you mentioned uh, the internet and the internet is definitely part <laughs> of the solution <laughs> so let's focus on that yeah 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 um, which again a- another thing another difference between work life and improv life where if you're not going to have that open, positive mindset, you're not going to get the same types of solution or the same type of people participating, yeah. in my experience. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned you use maths. Yes. So are you bringing a maths sensibility to your improv? Um, not explicitly. Because um, some people, they seem to be like... I'm going to say a robot, I don't mean that in a judgmental way, but they seem to have a very sort of analytical way of improvising. They're very sort of logic-based. I know, I know what you're talking about. So the thing I carry around in my head, I don't know where I've got this from, is um, the uh, professor, poet and pirate right, thing. Yes. You know this? Um, well, I only heard this too, uh, I only heard this last week um, when I was talking to John Galkin. Because uh, uh, I've heard pirate, robot, ninja, ah, which I think is pretty much okay. the same sort of so, thing. So yeah, it's the same idea, you know, yeah. the, 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 the cold analytical thinking bit versus the just creating chaos bit yes. and, and going with your heart and something beautiful. So the, to try and answer your question of am I using the analytical thing, I think that's in my brain, I'm not going to throw it away, yeah, it's part yeah, of who yeah. I am. Um, but I'm not... I'm not trying to solve all the problems. I don't think that's my role in an improv scene or in a group to go, oh, I can see what they're doing wrong, I'll help, or or whatever. Um, And so I don't have that in my brain when I'm improvising. I'm really just trying to listen. um, And, you know, what is going on on stage right now? Just take that in, soak that up. If they're really, do they need somebody in the scene? No, they're good. They're all right. Okay, keep listening, and it'll be fine. Yeah, I'm probably a bit more chilled out and not worrying about it than trying to. I know. I think I have no idea if this is true. The thought has just occurred to me. Um, you know, another maths is is right or wrong, right? So two plus two hasn't got lots of wonderful options. Mm. 
Um, but there's more than one way to do an improv scene. There's more than one way to accept an offer. There's more than one way to agree with your scene partner. Um, so I don't see how being overly mathsy or analytical would help. It would still right. just be, here's what I think, here's my answer, yes. not the answer. Yes. So That's good. So when it comes to your three categories, uh, poet, pirate, and... Professor. Professor. Which, which if you had to use maths... <laughs> As in percentages, yeah. on an average night when you're performing, mm-hmm. where do you put your 100% between those three categories? Um, let's go 20% pirate, right. and then an even split, so 40% each on the professor and poet. So still biased, yeah. biased away from the, the chaos and the... Uh, yeah, in this scene there are pigs that fly and eat monkeys for breakfast. <laughs> like, it's like... It's like, we've got enough of those in this scene. (laughs) (laughs) So I am sort of solving that problem of like, well, okay, let's accept that. And that's all we've got, right? There's nothing else crazy going to happen yet. Um, Yeah, I I, I would like to be a bit more piratey. um, And I'm sure a problem I have is uh, not being as piratey, or not feeling as free to do it when I'm with people who I think are less experienced so right. there's a lot of layers in that it's a stuff that's going on in my head not stuff that's happening in the scene yeah it's like oh is this person okay you know I won't I won't weirdly say to them something that's going to throw them I'll keep, yeah. it, I'll keep it easy or safe I think that's just that's a sensible thing because yeah if you're with really experienced people then yeah you can afford to come in and do crazy stuff and they can that's just fold it. it into the narrative or you know the story or whatever you're doing uh but yeah if you're with people who are less experienced then yeah don't be a don't yeah. be a pirate in those circumstances. <laughs> but uh, well, I don't know. I'm, I I I never have, I, and I think maybe I should do it and have a bad experience and go. No, your judgment was right, JP. <laughs> <laughs> you should have just left that alone. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's people I play with where it's not. I'm, I'm never worrying about yeah. holding it up. So it's not it's not a general thing. But I'm aware in my head that I'm not very piratey. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Self knowledge is a good thing. Uh, so, how did you discover improv? Where where did the spark get lit? What was it that drew you to the whole thing? Um, so, I know, in some deep sense, I don't know the answer to this question. Right, cool. So, um, if you'd have asked me two years ago, I would have said, oh, I decided one uh, new year not that I make resolutions but I need to get out of the house more I need to do a thing I need to meet new people oh there's an improv course that sounds kind of cool I'll go do that yeah. and I did that with John Trevor at the Blue Orange cool um, however long long after doing that and then really getting into improv I found a note that I'd written to myself like six months to a year earlier saying do improv <laughs> really and I was like wow like I had that thought and then completely forgot it yes. and then rediscovered it Ah. And I think the only thing that can be connected to is a group in Birmingham called Foghorn Unscripted. Oh, yeah. Uh, who, one of my friends, is a friend of a member of that group. Right. And he was saying, oh, my friend Claire Caulfield is going to be on stage. Uh, you, you met her at this thing. We'll go. It's a social thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'll go. Why not? It's, it's a thing. I'm not... I didn't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just like, it's a thing to do. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, And then, after seeing that, went to see Foghorn a few more times. And then just didn't... You know, it just sort of drifted away because you're busy and yeah. it, it wasn't like it was like I didn't grab onto it with both hands immediately yeah. 
but something must have sat in my brain from that because yeah. that was probably when I made the note yes and then six months a year later whenever it was <laughs> got into it cool yeah. um, and you're a member of the New Jerks yes how did you get involved with them um, so John Trevor runs a, a drop-in in Birmingham every week and after I'd been doing that for uh, about a year or so he happened to be putting on a couple of shows um, at the, so there's a monthly free show but he was going to do no no I'm going to do paid shows where there's a bit more structure there's a, a filter on who'll be on stage and we'll rehearse together as a group to get that group mind yeah, going yeah. and everything else so it's a, there will be rehearsals and you will come and then the performance happens and it, you've got to be there that kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was involved in one of those. Uh, we, we did a Valentine's Day show. And that went well and was fine and everything else. And then afterwards, somebody else who was in that show, uh, Susie Evans, said, oh, that was really fun, that was really good, and we're kind of like a good little unit. Yeah. We should keep doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, okay. So we met up and just sort of noodled about at somebody's house, like infrequently. And they went, no, no, we really should keep doing this. <laughs> um, so then it became a thing. And then, after a little while of doing that, it's like, okay, well, if we're going to do this, we're going to have to have a show and try and drum up an audience and things like that. Um, so it just evolved gradually out of doing the odd free show, then doing a structured show, and that getting us to a core group yeah. in the knee jerks. Yeah. And, yeah, so there was no auditioning process or no, oh, yeah, well we'll have you in this month and kick out that person next month it was just like yeah just we'd got to know each other a bit yeah, as well yeah, so we were yeah. friends as well so yeah brilliant that's nice um, and you do long form uh, sort of sort of <laughs> we have noodled about a lot over what form so the goal is maybe was don't know <laughs> uh, around long formy stuff yeah 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 um, uh, but the, there's eight people in the group in total and the eight people all come at improv from different angles right, and, yeah, yeah. and there isn't a creative director who's saying it's my way or the highway yeah. we're just negotiating it the whole time and so so we've never done a like a 60 minute show just straight through um, we've tended to do things which are oh, recently have been like we'll do this for half an hour yeah. or maybe 40 minutes and then we'll have a break and then we might do a quick game yeah. and then do another thing for half an hour right okay. um, occasionally bringing back some characters so it's it might be long form in the sense oh we saw those characters 20 minutes ago and here they are again yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not the we are doing the improvised Dickens show or the yeah, 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 Shakespeare yeah. or whatever where there's a single narrative so. yeah I mean you don't have to choose between the two uh, exactly you yeah. know, and it's a lovely thing to have some short form games uh, because guaranteed laughs and also I'm less bored uh. yeah well I so my on the spectrum of this for me a good scene is a good scene and narrative's great but if it costs me a good scene I'm not interested like yeah, if, yeah. so and a game you have somebody explaining what's happening at the top of the scene but if it, it, it should be a good scene like a good game so um, last month, John Gelke, you mentioned earlier, he did a brilliant A to Z um, with somebody who can't remember. <laughs> um, but it was like, that was a good scene. Yes. That, like it, you, were, you were within the, the confines and that helped you or made you think a different way. But 
so I don't care really whether it's short form or long form yeah. or whatever. A good scene's a good scene. Well, the short form is a formula which helps you get to a good scene quickly. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 narrowing down. We found historically, if you do this, you yeah. often get a good result. Yes. So why would you not do it again? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's like in spreadsheets, where you've got your functions. You're sort of leaning into my area now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go on. That's that's pretty much as far as I was able to go, actually. And it's cool. No, but Don, you were going to say, you've got functions, you've got established functions. Yeah. So um, why would you create your own specialist weird function? Well, you yeah. just use so what might work, have built. Or use the sum function. Yeah. You'll get a good result every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's your favourite short-form game? Wow. Um, I'm going to say Pan Left, which... I don't know if that's a standard... There's a thing about improv. Everybody calls yeah. the same thing a different thing. And that's come up with uh, pretty much every episode <laughs> I've done in Birmingham. Everyone's I, got their own names for things. I am describing a game where there are four performers on stage, each the corner of a square, and then they'll do a, the front two. That's the audience will be doing a scene. Uh, somebody will cry, pan left, and then all the members on stage, all four, will rotate through 90 degrees. The two people at the front are now doing a different scene. And you keep panning left, then pan right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and... What I like about it is it has the simple, it has good scenes in, or it can have good scenes in. There's a nice thing where the scenes start to bleed together. If everybody's listening to everybody yeah. else, they start overlapping. And you find out that people still don't know the difference between left and right <laughs> in, in their 40s. But that's hilarious. <laughs> it is. And the, every, yes. every month the audience will love it because somebody will genuinely, yes. they're not thinking this is an easy gag, I'll no. pretend. <laughs> they're doing the scene, it's panic, they go, and they go, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's got it all. It's got it all. Oh, that is, that is a very fun game. Uh, Do you have a favourite? Oh, it's always hard when people... Uh, What's your favourite in this moment? I'm not going to hold you to it forever. Oh, what do I get really excited about? I like New Choice. Okay, New Choice. New, yeah, I like... Uh, <laughs> that was very good. That was very, you got me there. Uh, yeah, great game. Yeah, I just like the unexpected places that it takes you to and the fact that it you can't plan and, you know, yeah. Yeah. I really... Another one that has genuine moments where the audience can see the person who's on stage doesn't know what's going to come out of their yeah. mouth next. Yeah. And you have those moments of joy where it's something brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Where you just surprise yourself yeah. uh, as well as the audience. It's a delightful thing. Uh, so, and uh, when you're doing long form, what's, how can somebody on stage with you with you delight you? What can they do to delight you if you're playing a scene? Um, what sort of situations do you like being in? What sort of scenarios? What sort of moods? So, the, the, the big thing that I know I want is relationships and connection. Right, um, yes. I would happily watch, um, or be in, a, a hundred scenes that were about a relationship than... The, the funniest transaction scene is funny, yeah. but it's gone you right, know when it's yeah, gone yeah, it's yeah. gone yeah, yeah. Um, whereas that's the that's the thing that keeps me coming back right um, and at, within that especially um, if somebody brings some genuine emotion that's the thing that would delight and amaze me because it's so hard to do for lots of reasons first of all because it's just emotions are weird, right? And troubling and <laughs> and su worth suppressing at all times. I think particularly in this country, I think you'll find that both those things are true. If you're in the mainland, uh, mainland Europe, perhaps not so much. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. So there's that. There's then um, 
representing it to your scene partner and to the audience. Yeah. Like the audience being there and watching you is making that harder. It's it's in your brain somewhere, but if you can still access it, and then it's like, um, so like I saw um, Heather and Jules do Ten Thousand Million Love Stories oh, yeah. again as part of the festival, and there were a couple of moments. That, the one I'm thinking of really is when Heather was dumping Jules, and she just looked a bit. You know, she had the face of somebody that is dumping somebody. Yeah. Like, and that's not a cliche. It's yeah. a, it's, it's a thing I haven't got the words for. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it's like it was like, oh yeah, she's, you know, she's, inhabiting this. She's there. So it's like that's, that's the stuff. That's really good. Yeah. But yeah. it's really hard. Oh, the other thing that makes it hard, of course, is most of us on stage are not wonderful classically trained actors. We're sort of giving it a go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I, uh, I often think about oh. I wish I'd trained as an actor because oh, yeah. I'm sure there's loads of stuff that you could then bring into improv and it would just be like better. Yeah, massively. But then there's a dichotomy there because some people uh, who are classically trained give a great performance uh, when they're improvising, but it is a performance. And yeah. at the other yeah. end of the scale, you've got the people who are just honest and real and vulnerable mm. and tell the truth. And I wouldn't want to lose that, if you see what I mean. Yeah, well, you, well, you don't have to choose. That's the wonderful thing, right? Do you not so, have to choose? No, I mean, like, in life. So, oh, is he? So, like, somebody will be the beautifully, honestly, truthfully, they're them on stage in that moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody else will just say, I've got this. I'm going to make this deep and amazing and rich, but it's a, a performance. performance. Yeah. So, um, again, go back to showstoppers. Like, they, they're, they're doing, you know, sort of a a Broadway, West End style musical theatre that I want them to do a performance. Yes. If they're not standing legs astride, waving <laughs> their arms around and commanding the stage, they're yes. missing, that's not what they're selling, yes. right? So that's a performance um, and good. Uh, but I'm just saying, as an audience member, I don't have to choose. I can, oh, I can right, get, yes. I can get all of it. Oh, for, yes. for me, uh, as a person, I'm, I'm not going to make it as an actor. I've, I've accepted <laughs> that now. <laughs> But so so the only option I've got is to try and be open and honest and try and do it without it becoming some kind of weird therapy. Yeah. Well, um, you see, I don't think you need to not do that. Oh, you think? I it, think you oh, should be. You should use emotions it to be repressed. Remember that conversation, well, Stuart. I do remember that. <laughs> yes. Um, or uh, improv is therapy. It's not counselling, but oh, it can okay. be therapy. Yeah, well, well where else? Where else in public? Are you able to express your emotions that on stage in front of an audience? Mm. And that, that's messed up. That I realise that. I massively agree that that's incredibly weird. And I, uh, again, going back to work, the idea that at work we only want people, the convention is that we don't want people to be themselves so much as a professional version of themselves. Yeah. It's like, I'm cool with that if you're presenting to the board on the yes. 40 million pounds <laughs> purchase, right? But if we're just here, let's just be ourselves. And as long as you're not being insanely offensive or like ridiculously impolite, I, you know what, just be you and yeah. it's cool. And if, if I annoy you, say, you know, <laughs> throw something, it's fine. Like, <laughs> I'd be cool with that, but work is, this is what civilization is, the, the process of smoothing the edges <laughs> off and just keeping that is things true. running. Keeping so. all things running, But yes. you're right, it is weird that, I mean, there's a deeper, I always say there's a deeper thing. There's always stuff behind it. The um, you're right 
the convention in society is the place we want to see emotions is over there on stage. Like the audience are in a roller coaster. And it's yeah. like, you're doing your emotions. That's cool. I can now, like, there's a thing about watching. So um, if, you're in a, uh, if you're in the audience and somebody on stage is uh, sad or angry or whatever, you get to look and watch it uh, rather than yes. it'll never bounce back on you. Yeah. Like you've not got to sort it out. Yeah. You've not got to worry about it turning on you. It's just like, that's an angry person. Yeah. Look at the angry person <laughs> be angry. And that's really Yeah. You can connect with that. You can which sounds very highfalutin and fancy and everything else. That's very much the tone of this podcast. Oh is it? Yeah. Oh in that case I, I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are right, because you're able to experience uh, you know, seeing someone with that emotion, but as you say, yeah, you don't have to deal with it. It's yeah, it's it's great. It's yeah. like somebody. We'll go back to what I said. I liked, right? So if you started crying now, Stuart, this would be incredibly awkward. We'd stop the tape. Don't make those eyes, Stuart. My big He's, sad eyes. No, no. Is that a tear in your? Don't, a, Stuart, I'm going to have to stop the tape. It's going. I don't want to deal with this. Right, but if you're doing it on stage. <laughs> <laughs> but if, 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 if you're on stage and yes. I'm not with you, like, I, I don't have to think about yeah. sorting the scene out. I'm just watching. I go like, oh. I could just have that. And you yes. hear audiences say it. Yeah. They just go, oh. And they just go, oh. Like, that's it. And that, I think, there's, I think that's what the audience, it's definitely what I think the knee jerks audience wants because that's what we're trying to give them. And if they don't want that, then, <laughs> and we do what we want, <laughs> they're just going to be disappointed. You know, it, we're not doing laugh a minute. The, the comedy just comes. Life yeah. is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to try. What is hard is is forming some kind of connection on stage with your partner and not blocking the hell out of them or denying them or arguing with them. Just going, yeah, it's cool. Let's just let's just do our thing. Yes, that's yes. the hard thing. And yeah. after years and years of practicing, I'm still not very good at it. <laughs> so. uh, it's interesting you mentioned the audience and their reaction to things. How aware of the audience are you when you're performing? Because some people are very much, very much going to, they're in this whole imaginative you know, world and they can only see the scene they're in. Some people are a bit more present on stage. Where do you fit on that? Um, I'm much closer to the first end of that yeah. um, spectrum. If I'm in a scene, I'm not very aware of what the audience are doing. Yeah. To the extent that if they laugh at something, that might register and then I'll go, what did I do? Yeah. And part of my brain's going like, it'd be really good if you knew what you did because you could do it again <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or play with it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so the audience is there and I know they're there. Yeah. Um, but so much of my brain space is spent dealing with you on yes. stage that I haven't got a lot of space right. for them. I mean, in real life, I'm not very observant. I'm not very aware of my surroundings. I'm like, I'm going to the shops, tunnel yeah. vision. That's where I'm going. And if somebody's on the other side of the street that I know, whatever, yeah. I've, yeah, I've passed yeah, yeah. the box. Unless they come and shake me, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've missed them. So it's it's fairly similar. I mean, I care about them. I want the audience to be involved. Yeah. And if they're not part of it, we've, we've missed an opportunity. And but would you be aware if the audience wasn't involved while you're performing? Um, probably not, if I'm really honest. Yeah. So I... I, I don't think I've got enough experience, like it's nothing to do with improv, just of knowing about what audiences are like. Yeah. So um, I was having a similar conversation this a few months ago uh, with uh, Rebecca at the Maydays, and she was saying like, you can have somebody sat in the front of the audience 
with a face as miserable as sin. <laughs> yes. And then afterwards they come to you and go, oh, that was wonderful. And yes. you go like, but you didn't, you were just staring at us. And it's like, I was so interested. Yeah. Like, you, you're not aware of what you're sending out in the audience. Or it may be that they're an improviser and they're just watching you really closely because yeah. they're delighted to see all this technique and they're trying to break it down and work out how it all works and that yeah. sort of thing. So. so even if I was paying more attention to the audience, I would still ignore that signal because right. I wouldn't know what was noise yes. that I can't read properly yes. and what's the genuine... Thing. So, I would know, you know, when you hit the interval or whatever, that the way people get out of their seats, if it's a, if it's like a cemetery, <laughs> if people just shuffle out with their coats in their hands, you know, yeah. well, we lost them somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think afterwards, when people talk about it, so there's other people in our in our in the knee jerks uh, who've got a lot more theatre experience, like theatre directors and running their own theatre and everything else, and they'll go we lost them around the 25 minute mark that's when people were getting a bit anxious and whatever else and I'm like oh good to know yeah. okay I can kind of remember what was going on around then okay yeah, alright yeah, yeah. but I, I, I'm massively focused on if the people on stage are connected and having a good time the audience stuff will sort itself out yes so yeah well, that sounds that sounds a, a sensible approach what would you say is your signature move on stage <laughs> what is it that when you do they go classic Halton saves it again by doing his his signature move um, so physically I will I didn't know this I've been doing this for years and not knowing I'll um, uh, drop to one knee or sit down which I would like to pretend is to getting a good stage picture yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or introducing some visual variety but just it's just where I go. It's just a oh, thing right. that I do. Um, I'm and a big, f- big fan of the sit down, but then I'm not a young man, you see. So, uh, <laughs> Takes I a bit fi- of time. <laughs> I find, well, I find the sitting down is much more sustainable for the ah, show than standing up. Okay, that, 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 but that's got some thought behind it. Mine's <laughs> an instinctive... I don't know. It, uh, for whatever reason, yeah. it's just like, oh, I'll just I'll sit down. Well, I'm not even thinking. It's not even that process. <laughs> it's just, I'll go, oh, everybody's much taller than me. <laughs> um and I didn't know this until it, it was called out to me yeah. uh, by my girlfriend. And then every Stop sh- sitting down! <laughs> well, can she can called out to you during a show. Can we suggest you for the next thing? Yeah, just Stand know. up! Yeah. <laughs> and then she said, oh, you do that thing. And I was like, no, I don't. And then I was watching myself and like every show after that for like four months. I was like, yeah, I do do that. That's the thing I do. Um, the other thing I do, which it's not quite classic Houghton, but it's like, the longer the show goes on, the, more, the closer the characters come to me. And I don't mean de- revealing a deep inner truth. It's more like, oh, the improv muscle's getting tired or something. And my characters are just more, ah, it's JP on stage now rather than the grand vizier of the Arabian court. <laughs> so, if, so if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that in the first half of the show. Yeah. Not, not consciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll be later in the show. And I'll just be like, oh, we need to start. And, you know, you're trying to do 10 things at once yes. when you're improvising. And the, the, the ball I'll drop when I'm tired yeah. um, is the, the strong character work. So I'm always trying to do better, stronger, clearer characters because I know that's the thing that I do, don't do. If you don't <laughs> that I drop. So uh, neither of those are particularly wonderful things to have. But it's interesting. It's interesting. It's interesting that you were doing them and not realising them and then someone points it out and you go, oh, yeah. You know, but we all do this, right? It's And the... the go back to improv as therapy um, you have all these habits so, so when you start with brand new improvisers when they, they come in 
they're going to block the hell out of everything and that's fine uh, you're going to say have an emotion and they're going to be hungry or, <laughs> uh, and you go Which, like, oh. i don't think technically it's an emotion it's, it, there's no technically about it it's not an emotion it's fine. but it's like there's you, you in your normal life there's things you're allowed to demonstrate and allowed to inhabit yes. and then within your head the stuff that you think it's okay to do and inhabit and so when somebody else like oh like you know we we need a suggestion or what? not 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 from the audience i mean from each other like what are we going to do it's like I, everybody has a huge tendency but it's a bit strong <laughs> <laughs> all improvisers everywhere <laughs> um, you know it takes a hell of a long time to get to the stage Stuart where you're you're really free of all the stuff you bring with you from your normal life. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you're having a bad day, that will be in there somewhere. Or the direct opposite of it will be, because you're trying to get away from it, yes. rather than just, here's all the things that can happen. It yeah. could be anything. Yeah, yeah. And um, it would be wonderful to be able to have that control and knowledge and not be so limited in the emotional spaces that you play. Yes. So again, I'm, I'm now thinking of Danielle, who's in our group, uh, who's got a very strong theatre background. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll do. There's loads of stuff we do all the time because we're mega comfortable there. Do we flirt with each other very much? No, that happens a lot in the real world. But if we do uh, a romantic relationship, it's either the early, like we've established that like, it's our second date, yes. right? Because we've got enough of a relationship that it's cool, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. not like we've had to do the weird, you know, the awkward approachy bit. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or we've been married 25 years, and right. we're, we're past all that. <laughs> so, all of that stuff, that each person, at some point in their lives, to a greater or lesser extent, has had go on inside them, or exhibited as a behaviour, like, oh, you might be terrible at flirting, but I'm sure you did it once. Yes. Um, it's like, how often do we bring that on stage? As, as knee-jerks, not that often. Yeah. And that's okay, that's who we are. We're not trying to be something different. It's like, yeah, but that's a nice, it's yeah. a nice club to have in the bag, right? Yeah, exactly right. So, yes. yeah. yeah. Cool, right. Um, I think that's nearly everything. Is there anything else we haven't talked about you'd like to talk about? Um, you have a list? No, I was, I was just, well, I scribbled down blog, which blog. I mentioned, yep. knee jerks, which we talked about, and the Midlands improv scene. I think, yes. I suppose, um, Talk to me about the Midlands improv scene. That's a good, precise question, isn't it? Yeah. Talk to me about that. That'll be good. Uh, it's, it's doing well, thanks. Brilliant. Sure. Excellent. End, end of podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's 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 really good. So the festival is obviously a big thing, and this year, every every weeknight, there's been two local acts, yes. as, if you like, as warm up from the act that's come from as far away as London. Well, it's a long way <laughs> yeah. away. Um, so, and just being able and go, wow, we've got plenty of teams that can field, you can put on stage, they can do a show and you haven't got to worry about it. It's not like, oh, they're going to sink or swim here. It's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. fine. They're running their own show. Yeah. They, they can easily do half an hour or an hour here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. Because when I started, um, which is only four years, three and a half, four years ago, um, I was only aware of, of two groups in Birmingham. That, might be something else bubbling underground that yeah, yeah. has died before I got awareness. And one thing may be happening in Nottingham. Yeah. And now there's a solid roster. Um, I mean, all, all the all the old players are still there, and there's all, there's new stuff coming through all the time. And lots of people interested in workshops, and it just it feels like it's a really cool and exciting time yeah. uh, in the Midlands for improv. And uh, you would have a better view than me, Stuart, of what it's like elsewhere. Um, is that 
I can only speak for London, but yeah. it seems to be growing at a phenomenal rate. Uh, so much so that I think we should discourage new people from getting involved because I feel they're competition. Ah, okay, you're worried about that. So I, <laughs> I agree, they're competition. Um, and I they're w- younger and they're keener and, you know... Hungrier. Hungrier for it. They want it more than I do. <laughs> <laughs> all I want to do is sit down on stage. That's well, all I want. You just need to... Or lie down. Be like Armando Diaz. Get a, get a format name done <laughs> to you. And then you can do that. The, the, yeah, the, the, the Moses is you sit on stage and you get a microphone and you say, these are true life stories. And then that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It's such a deep and rich format that supports everybody. Yeah, well, hopefully that catches on now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that idea. I'll, I'll take no credit for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, exciting times. There's more happening. Uh, more people are getting involved. And it's a really exciting time to be involved. Because, I mean, occasionally I'll go down to uh, London for improv, either for workshops and then make sure I see something in the in- evening, yeah, or if yeah. I'm there for work, hang around or whatever. Um, but from outside London, I've got no view because every time I'm go, it's not like I'm regularly yeah. in the loop and I know, oh yeah, last Tuesday of the month is so and so, or every Monday it's there. It's just like, oh, what's on when I happen to be there? That fine every night of the week you can do something that's a lot yeah. in it that's plenty um, yeah you can either, there's other jams or shows uh, workshops yeah you could do it every night wow well we're not quite at that stage in Birmingham <laughs> Nottingham and Leicester yet but it's it's growing all the time and that's a great thing yeah there's already too much for me right um, so I, I foolishly volunteered to be in another group <laughs> And I said, I said at the time, I said, I don't think I've got time for this. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I've missed two weeks in a row now. No, I don't think I have got time for this. But that, that I mean, that's my problem. But this, there's, there's, there's more enough improv for me, so I'm happy. Cool. Do you want to tell me about this other group that you have? Oh, yeah. So um, it's called Off Broad Street. Ah, yes. You may know something about this. Uh, yes. Off Broad Street has been the name that has come up most often. Ah, uh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, well, it's exciting, right? So um, there's not any... There's musical short form game stuff happening, um, but the idea of saying, no, let's commit to musical improv as a thing, that's new for Birmingham, and very much off the back of um, Lloyd's success in Nottingham. We've got a sellout show this, this weekend, yes. um, a Halloween themed show. Uh, so it's like, yeah, that's like, oh, hang on, if, if, if Lloyd's lot can do it, surely, surely we can wrestle together something. <laughs> Uh, and they're well ahead on the curve, and they've got Lloydy with them, which helps a hell of a lot as well. But um, yeah, it's like yeah, it's, it's it's been enough of an impetus to get something started here, and we'll see. Cool. Uh, so final question: What do you want for yourself in the future, from an improv point of view? What would you like to get really good at? What would you like to do more of? Where do you want? It's a bit like. Where do you want to see yourself in five years? Oh, right, okay. Um, <clears throat> in, in five years' time, I would like... So my, my want is very small and selfish. I just want every scene to be at least good. <laughs> <laughs> I think that sounds, that sounds like a decent... Yeah, that sounds like an achievable... Yeah, it's, I, I, I don't have goals about... Uh, and good by my standard, right? Not by anybody else's. Like, as long as they're like, yeah, do you know what? That was a good scene. Because I think most people are self-aware to know enough. Like, yeah, that was a bit icky. Or we, or we got away with it. Like, the audience bought it, but we, we were not on the same page there. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't have any fear walking into a scene with anybody. Uh, it's not like, a, oh, this could go wrong and it would be bad. It's more like, 
it's just nice if everything goes well. Yes. Like, and you're never going to get it, you're never going to be consistently, or no. I'm never going to be consistently amazing. That's fine. But if my bottom point could be, eh, that was all right. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a, and that to get there would take a huge amount of work yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and time. And I'll, I'll give it a go. Cool, excellent. Well, I will speak to you in 2022. We'll see Great. whether you've achieved that goal. All right, I'll be here. I'll be here, still in Birmingham. <laughs> I'll meet you here by St. Paul's Church, yeah. 2022. Okay. I know I have to do that. Anyway, thank you very much. Thank that you, has been Stuart. very enjoyable. Been thank chat. you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. I made this. That's improv. <laughs>